Hello, welcome to Garden Table Chat. Hello, good afternoon. This is Ella and Lewis. Um, today we're back and we're talking about something I think that's very interesting. It is. Um, how, how can we word it? The art I'm of... going to say the art of learning to not give a, a sugar. A sugar. Yes. A damn. Basically, <laughs> how to stop caring about what people think of you. That's good. How did we first come up with this idea of the show? Or how did I first come up with the idea of the show? Um, because you said that I did awkward things. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say it like that. I basically, Ella was planning something for her birthday, and she didn't want to put the title of the event as something to do with her birthday. So she put the title of the event like "Save the date for this important day that could be for my birthday, twenty first. Well, I didn't want to make it all about me. You're allowed. It's like, it would be. You were planning it in your house. I know. <laughs> it, it was going to be for your birthday. I know. I just felt bad. I don't um, know. It wasn't too awkward. It, yeah, but it was but, interesting though what you that you done that. It's like it's yeah. modest. And it is it's weird how many people do weird things, like awkward things, because they care about what other people are gonna think. Yeah. And you probably didn't even realise he was doing that. No. True. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and I kept asking you, like, shall I call it this? What should I, I call said, it? I just said put it 21st birthday. You can put mm. that you can be selfish and say it's my birthday. I know, but um anyway. So Last year, I read a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a F. And it's by Sarah... What's her last name? Sarah Knight, I think. Yeah. Um, And honestly, it's, it is eye-opening. Like, it really... It helped me How a lot. did you find the book? Because you recommended it. I would definitely recommend it, yeah. And how did you find it? Was you recommended it or... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I was, I was told by quite a few people, actually. My mum, okay. friends. It's quite a famous book. Yeah. But there are kind of three major lessons that I learned from the book. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to take you through them? Go, go for it. Okay. So Sarah has this, this method called the not sorry method. So it goes like this. Basically, lesson one is decide you don't care and then actually don't care. So I've got a scenario for you. So in terms of <laughs> weddings, there's always going to be that kind of person that loves weddings and hates weddings. Mm-hmm. What are you? I like them. I don't. I don't feel like I, I specifically love them. Or okay, actually, no, I do like a nice wedding. Yeah, you like I'm going a wedding. To one this year. But for example, for someone that hates weddings, yeah. there's only two ways out. Really, there's brutal honesty, which I think would hurt the bride or the groom, mm. whichever one's the friend, and lying, which just makes you feel horrible inside. Yeah. So the author's solution is to get it right in the middle. You've got to be honest, but generalize your reason. So it feels less personal. I mean, I think it's quite something not going to a wedding because you don't like them. Yeah, but, but... Exactly. so she says you should structure it something like, I'm sorry, I never go to weddings as they make me feel uncomfortable. Mm. So it's being honest to yourself and honest to the other person, but without... With... So without the personalisation factor. Mm, I mean, the person still could be upset, but if you've... But that's where you've got to start not caring. Yeah, Because you'd rather put yourself forward yeah. I don't know if I could do that at a wedding. That's quite a big step, but I, I can understand with like... Going to a certain nightclub, like or an going, event or something, yeah, like, to cinema or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. I mean, yeah, a wedding is quite a big thing. To be fair, just, <laughs> I don't like weddings, so I'm not going to. But if you up. told someone that, like, I just don't like weddings, and I'm not coming. Yeah, that's so true, actually. But no, I understand her <laughs> sort of method. Yeah, her point and psychology behind it for other scenarios. Yeah. So she also says you need to stop giving the easier f's and then move on to the harder ones. So if you 
start easy and then work your way up to yeah. not caring. So start so, at cinemas, then work your way to weddings. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's three steps. So there's one. First one is things that don't affect other people. So like, if you don't care about making your bed in the morning, whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just don't make it. That's fine. Doesn't that affect, doesn't anyone, affect else. anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. If your bedroom's t- are messy, then that's your problem. But if you, yeah. if your the kitchen's messy and it's your mess, exactly. This is about myself. So then that way. would be step two, <laughs> which is things that affect at least one other person. Yeah, I will do my washing up later. I promise. <laughs> it's my house. <laughs> so it's flatmates. <laughs> um, and then the third one is things that affect multiple people and could hurt feelings. So like, you couldn't really skip your animal, your animal, your annual family gathering for like a movie or something. Yeah. Because that would be rude. Okay, so you would start smaller. I guess that's um, actually important to sort of to begin with to start not caring with yourself as much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let yourself up a bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's no, that's good. Good, Sarah. Yeah. What was the third? So the third lesson is when you can't avoid something you don't want to do, plan to give yourself a treat after. Say that again. So when you can't when you can't avoid something you don't want to do, plan to give yourself a treat. So it's much easier to pull through an undesirable task when you know you've got something to look forward to at the end okay so like tidying my bedroom but then afterwards i'll relax and watch something nice yeah well more so for people when people are involved so okay because say if you have to go to a birthday that you don't want to go to treat yourself by having a pot of ben and jerry's in bed when you get home Mm. yeah see i think maybe like fomo is kind of sort of linked to that maybe because maybe okay sometimes you don't want to go Mm. and but maybe you don't want to go but then you feel like you'll miss out if you don't go yeah, um, but that's yeah. That's... I guess that's a whole different kind of feeling, though. I hate FOMO. If you don't know what FOMO is, it's the feeling of missing out, and it sucks. See, I think I think it does link a little bit though, because the art of not giving an F. Yeah, is true. being like, do you know, what? I really don't care, and I yeah, love... like I'd much rather just sit here in my bed on my own and be selfish. Yeah. So I think that's something we can both work towards. Yeah, true. But... I need to just uh, like enjoy sitting there and doing nothing more. But you I... are always busy and fulfilled I love being and busy. music and noise and I know which is great yeah I'm really bad at just like sitting there and doing nothing that's boring to be fair I know no you like reading stuff yeah I just always need something going on I need plans I need to know that my day is busy I'd okay. much rather have like a jam-packed day than a day of mm. literally nothing yeah but you sometimes like yin and yang so you have like jam-packed couple of days and you have a day of nothing okay that is true but like <laughs> for example yesterday in theory, I did nothing, but I watched three films. So that is kind of so that is in, yeah. in a way. Yeah, I had a How to Train Your Dragon marathon. All three? Well, we couldn't find the third one online. Isn't there a TV series now? Yes, God, apparently it's awful. Okay, well, I'm not, I haven't seen any of them properly. So. <gasps> oh my <laughs> Everyone's goodness. so shocked every time I say yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you need to watch them, they're really good. Um, so do you have any life lessons for me? Life lessons? Um... Well, I've done some research and I found we have, on average, 50,000 plus thoughts a day. Wow. Um, That's a lot of thoughts. So I think, for me, the art of not giving an F is what other people think about me. That's something I really, I care about. Mm. And that makes me anxious. Even people and strangers, so like a stranger giving you a funny look or like walking past you weird or saying something slightly rude or off to you. Yeah. And like, if someone said some like someone had 10 thoughts about you in one day that's 0.002% of their brain capacity for that day they honestly that's so so irrelevant 
That's um, so true. So you really can't give yourself that much because I do, I do overthink things that happen during the day yeah. with strangers and then like people I know. Yeah. See, this is one thing. So last year when I went to a therapist for a couple sessions, I said like I always overthink my actions, what I do. Mm. Um. So say if I like said something weird at like pre drinks, I'll go home and be like, why did I say that? Why did I say that? Yeah. And she said like, without sounding brutal. No one cares, cares about you. Like, yeah. no one cares about... No one has the brain capacity to think about you. They have their own problems. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's thinking about their own egos, and so we should. And like, yeah, I know. I think it's important to learn that. Like, no one actually cares that much. I know. Um, yeah, I don't care about you, Lewis. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, but it is true, though. Some good advice from Cher. Um, I think there's an interview on the Graham Norton show that um, if you're not going to be worrying about it or thinking about it this time next year, then stop completely thinking about it. It's not worth your time. So true. Um, so the girl, you know, the girl who looked too funny today, not you, theoretically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no one looks too funny. But, um, you know, that's not going to be, that's going to be so irrelevant in a year's time. You only remember it. True. Um, and it's not worth worrying about now then or mm. y- you know I think... and also I think like for example if I did say something weird at pre's I don't know if someone else did something weird I would never go and think about it do you know what I mean yeah if you've done something weird yeah yeah no I get what you mean like so... if say if you said something in a weird way I would never just think about it like oh did you see the way that Lewis said that like, yeah of course cares? you'd feel like that's that's Lewis and so that's irrelevant also Ella. Yeah, yeah exactly it's just um, not something you'd think about yeah and the strangers it'd be weird if they did think about it because why do you care about why me why would you think about someone you didn't really know why are you so obsessed with me <laughs> <laughs> no I do get you though yeah um so my friend Brad Cumming said that his philosophy for being carefree is this and by the way brad is one of the most carefree people i know like ever he just doesn't care so he says you have to decide what you care about first the things you hold dear loved ones family members your friends your sports your hobbies anything that falls outside of your care category isn't worth stressing over if someone isn't dead or dying that you love then things could definitely be worse that that is really good not that i doubted brad's (laughs) <laughs> philosophy concept, yeah philosophy when you said it but no that's a really no, I know, yeah. um, reasonable sort of i think it's um inspiring yeah no I, I like that so actually it's been reason reasoning of your like ethics and your morals and like what resonates with you yeah um and then working working outwards from there so maybe that's something i need to look at myself know, know my values what do i value do i value money do i value like, yeah my okay well let's talk about it what do you value um oh we put me on the, me on the spot right there um I value happiness. I think that's sort of a daily... Yeah. I don't know what you value like, task. This is the thing about not caring, though. Do you value your happiness over other people's? See, you were saying earlier that you you really care about your friend's happiness and you're a bit of a friend pleaser. Is that the yeah, I used? am a people pleaser, but definitely I was last year. But this year, if I want to do something, I'll do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Unless it's a situation where I'd hurt their feelings. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm... I used to be like that as well, actually. But I think actually I've been selfish in a mm. good. Sometimes you have to good, be selfish, good though. Way, yeah, exactly. Um, and so if that means cancelling plans and stuff, then then so be it. Um, what else are my there's, values? There's a quote I read: um, "If you don't choose your values, someone else will choose them for you." So oh. if you don't choose your values, someone else will choose them for you. So they'll almost put in what means a lot to you, like they'll in a negative way. Necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Um, my friend um, Kat has just sent me a picture 
of a quote saying, other people's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Other people's opinion. That's so true. Yeah, that is so true. So if someone thinks of me as, I don't know, mean or selfish or... Then you can't let that infiltrate your mindset. That's not me, do you know what I mean? That's just their reality of me. Do you know in your heart of heart, your soul and your meanings and your morals... And like other people around you will see that as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's so true. So if you don't choose your values, someone else will choose it for you. That's a really that's a quite easy to get my head around. I think. Yeah. Um, Wait, say it again. I if you to... don't choose your values, someone else will choose them for you. So obviously not like, like literally. So what but... does that mean? So if you don't choose your values of time and happiness and like these people mean a lot to me, then other mm. people will negatively without realising subconsciously choose them for you oh I see because it will like rub off on you yeah rub off on you because you don't have a strong set of what means a lot to you Mm. Um, so bring up what Brad said so choose your values wisely choose your values wisely like magic spells Um, I suppose they are though because they they do have they do mean a lot but um, another thing is I mean maybe we should talk about this after the next song Mm. the whole concept of what you think you attract that's not necessarily not giving a damn. Right. What do you mean by attract? So if you think all these negative thoughts mm. about yourself, then you attract negative... Oh, I see what you mean. You attract more negative so like thoughts and more negative energy. Prophecy. Yeah. Right. And you attract it. I mean, that's something probably to talk about in more detail another time. But yeah. Maybe not after the, maybe after the break. But um, Yeah, I agree. Um, so you, you attract what you think. So, for, for, you know, it's really important. If you're not going to worry about it next this time next year, it's really not worth your time. Very true. Right. On that note, mm. I'll play a song. What are you going to play? And then we can think about this in depth afterwards. Yes. I'm going to play a song called Heal Me, which is by Grace Carter. Yeah. Um who is from Brighton. She lives down my road and she's... Did you see her perform live? And Yeah, I saw oh, her perform nice. live and she's just doing so well right now. So, you know, support... Amazing. Support those that are from your little hometown. So here we go. Heal me. Same eyes, complexion, no love or... Same time, same place. That was Heal Me by Grace Carter. That's much she lives down your road. Yeah, doesn't isn't that such a liberating song? Especially just, for today's topic. Yeah, exactly. Um Right, so this is Garden Table Chats. Today we are talking about Not the art of not giving a sugar. A sugar. A sugar. <laughs> so yeah, we've touched on how to stop caring and the book I read by um sarah i really need to look up her last name if i keep saying it wrong (laughs) um so anyway now is a weird little thing i'm gonna talk about is this from the book no this is actually from my therapist i learned this okay so if you are an anxious person or you overthink a lot um this may help you slightly so she told me basically the reason we get really anxious about things is because we have three sections of our brain i mean they're called scientific names but this is the way she told me because it's just easier um so there's the crocodile brain the dog brain and the monkey brain and these make up our brain (laughs) i definitely have just a permanent monkey brain (laughs) (laughs) when you find out what it is okay (laughs) you'll you might change your mind okay so the crocodile brain is basically our ancient instinct brain 
So it's the kind of brain that, um, say, if there was a lion chasing us, we would have instinct to run. So it's a natural instinct that wasn't taught to us by our parents. Yeah, it's danger so instinct. Inherit- so sharp objects, yeah. etc. Um, so then the dog brain is just basic emotions. You know how a dog reacts like happy, sad, hungry. I missed you, hungry. Yeah, kind uh, of that's thing. That's why I am hungry. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the monkey brain is our analytical brain. So uh, making sense of things. Um, um, socially and, and academically. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so a bit more clever. So the reason we get anxious is basically because our crocodile brain reacts to... It hasn't adapted. Right. So our crocodile brain is still 3,000 years old even though we're in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So people that are anxious have a higher instinctual brain kind of level. Mm-hmm. So if I'm getting nervous for an exam, my brain will instinctively tell me to react in the same way 3,000 year- years ago I would have reacted to a lion coming to attack me. So it's associating, yeah. it's misplacing those feelings exactly. and anxieties. Okay. So the anxiety I feel for an exam is stupidly the same amount of anxiety I'd have if I was about to be eaten alive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's when It's your subconscious brain that controls it as well. It's not necessarily yeah, something exactly. you Yeah, exactly. So you can't control it. So when you're feeling anxious or you're overthinking something, just remember mm. it's not actually you. It's your crocodile being like, be scared, be scared, be scared. But actually, you're not scared. Yeah. And I think that, that helped me know that it wasn't me that it was feeling anxious. That's interesting where I put it because sometimes you feel like... Oh, it's my fault. Yeah, why can't I control it? This is the si- this is the situation. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, but actually, no, that's a really nice way of putting it. To be fair, I know. That's sort of. So. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. I'm trying to process it still. Yeah, I think it's just it it relieves you a bit because it like there's not much less blame on yourself. Yeah. Because you can't help it because it's just your crocodile just reacting. Just crocodile reacting, yeah. and everyone's crocodile reacts in a different way. Exactly. Oh. Some of us just don't care about being eaten alive <laughs> some just don't have crocodiles yeah exactly um, but yeah so that's something to think oh, about another quote i like to is it's sort of touching on what i spoke about earlier of attracting what you think but caring about failure will only keep you from succeeding hmm. so when you're thinking about failure and like thinking about consciously thinking about things true that will that will resonate with you and that will resonate in your subconscious mind and that will keep you from succeeding very true um I mean, I've been trying to ask my friends on their life philosophies of how they learn to not care. And to be honest, they haven't been that helpful. <laughs> my friend Kieran says, I'm carefree because I'm lazy. No, because I mean, that's a different type of care that we're talking about. That is a different type of care. We're not talking about care as in like, I don't care if someone, I have smelly breath. Like, yeah. That's we bad. About, Please clean your teeth. I feel like laziness could rub off on... Like, if you're just lazy about life, you don't care about pe- what people think, do you? Because you're just like, well, yeah, that, that's good. Shrug. I, don't think, I think that's what Karen meant. But. Yeah. Um, Alex says, things could always be worse off, hence I'm thankful for my life. Which is, a, 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 I guess, an angle to think about. Mm. But yeah. Do you have... We have some awkward... Some God. awkward times. <laughs> these are times that... um. Okay, so the, yeah, these are times that we were awkward and we did think about it. And you know what? I think it's actually really important when you do have situations awkward or not, like don't try and 
hide the crocodile don't try and push away yeah. the like appreciate the crocodile and be like okay i'm feeling anxious i'm feeling yeah also sugar. just laugh at yourself yeah. some of these things that i've done i literally have looked at myself and be like oh, yeah. what am i doing I'm and you know so like awkward. in a week's time you'll laugh about it yeah um, exactly maybe not a week a month a year yeah um <laughs> i think five years when i first started at a new job a couple of years ago mm. um it was a really it was Jack Wilson. So it was trendy clothes store. It was trendy back then. Trendy clothes store. I was really nervous. Always wanted, always wanted to work there. Yeah. This is good. Like half a year ago now, and um, on my th- <laughs> on my first day, I I was so nervous that I um <laughs> my manager put out his hand to shake my hand. Yeah. For some reason I inverted my hand so it was like back to front, <laughs> and I shook his hand. I wish I could show you, but just put your hands out in front of you and rota- rotate it to rotate <laughs> no more, and then I shook his hand. Oh my god. So like awkward. that, you must have looked so gangly and awkward. I am. Well, I'm gangly and awkward anyway. <laughs> let alone like so I'm shaking funny. his hand. That was my first day. Okay, so do you know <laughs> what the worst thing is? I somehow managed to do it every single year. Right, you know when it's your birthday and someone <laughs> says happy birthday and you go you two. What am I doing? It's not your birthday. You did that in the library the other day. Someone said something to you. I know. Like, good luck. And he was like, you too. But why did I say yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. They like they don't need luck. Yeah, but think <laughs> if I think about it now, I can't remember the last time someone has done that to me. And people would do it to me all the time. True. So it's really irrelevant when it's people say. It's just the birthday say, one really makes me feel stupid. I'm like, oh, God. I find it awkward when it's a bit off topic when people sing happy birthday to me. Really? What do you do? Do you sing along? Do you? <laughs> no, you just kind of bob there, don't you? You just... Like, oh, thank you. I'm you just so kind thankful. of like mime a little clap and like you look happy, even though inside you're screaming. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm sure everyone did this when you call your teacher mum. Yeah, I did, I did it in college. Like, mum, help me. It's like I haven't done it in what? uni. No, neither. That's because I don't see my mum really often. Though. Yeah, I don't. I guess in primary school and stuff, you like you ask mum for everything. I um, <laughs> I have this really bad habit of when I feel awkward around mm. oh if, if i'm in an awkward situation i make myself more masculine by lowering my voice right so um uh-huh. when i was i went to go to the studio i was in amsterdam and i went out to like accountant asked something i'm I was, assuming like, i think most people can assume what you were buying yeah, just like a cupcake. Um, right. <laughs> um, and I, I felt so nervous and awkward. I was like, hello, can I have um <laughs> I don't know if I was like, I need to do it properly. Hello, can I have um that, please? <laughs> and my friend, <laughs> my friend so who was with me was like, Lewis, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, God, no thanks. Um, oh, what was other stupid things I've done? I once got off a bus. Yeah. And he's the driver was like, "Thank you." And I just, you know, when your brain just doesn't work, and a different word comes out than what you're oh, planning. Oh yeah, I always used to do that word. So he said, "Thank you," and I said, "Hello." <laughs> what? I'm getting off. Why would I say hello? Oh, like, there's times where like you press the button on the bus too early, and you could just say, "Don't worry, I missed this stop." But you're like, "Oh, well, I have to get off now and walk like ten minutes." I know. Or like, if the food's wrong in the restaurant, you're like, "Oh, your drink's wrong." Like, I think that's just probably part of growing up. But yeah, I hope I get to say I feel more mature enough to say things like that. Do you know what I do find really awkward? Um, but I've decided to try and stop caring, obviously, because this is mm. what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, I just hate 
a greeting and saying goodbye situation. Like when you say goodbye to someone, what do you do? Yeah. Do you hug? Do you kiss on the cheek? And I find ah, I find kissing on the cheek really weird anyway because most of the time you literally rub your cheek against theirs like mwah. Yeah, Mwah. it's amazing. It, not even sometimes it's just a gap, so it's just like yeah, a pretend, like, pretend just, kiss in the air. It's very strange. It is strange, and it's just ah. I'm mean, obviously we'll overthinking it now. I know we There's are nothing to overthink. But we need to be confident Everyone, about stop our overthinking. Yeah, be confident in your meet and greet things. Meet and greet. Okay, so what's your go-to, like goodbye situation? Oh, it's so nice to see you. It was generally nice to see all those people. I say that too. And then hug. Um, depends who it is. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I don't really hug my. Guy friends, not in a masculine way. Some of them I do. I cuddle with them. See, but... I tend to hug everyone. Yeah. And we just we don't hug, actually. No, we don't really Because hug. we see each other every day. Yeah, it's weird so if we hug every day. <laughs> Goodbye, Ella. <laughs> um, I have a very awkward story. What? Um, so this was probably like 2015, and I cracked my fibula bone. Ooh. And um, so my leg, that's moment my leg, and my leg was recovering still. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, after a couple of weeks, I was walking and stuff, I was limping a bit, and I was clubbing in Canterbury. Mm. And um, long story short, we got kicked out because we stole someone's VIP table and their champagne. And <laughs> I missed my train home. I know. And it was with my um, Jackal's work friends, actually. Yeah. Um, they used to call Jack Socials for some reason. And I had nowhere to go. I was in Canterbury, I don't live there. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't really feel like I know my Jack people enough to sort of go back with them. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. So I messaged this guy who I, who I knew lived in Canterbury Halls. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to stay around his. Oh, God. So anyway, I went, I went back to his. And um, one thing led to another, although I really didn't want to. And my leg was, like, broken and I was <laughs> drunk. And yeah. um, I didn't know what to do. So instead of being... Like, he was a really nice guy. Instead of being like, oh, I'm just going to go to sleep. I, I um, Whilst kissing, I just... Pretended to fall asleep. <gasps> Mid kiss. Yeah, like I had like what's the, is it knock? What's the word when you have fall asleep? Um, not what like Sleeping Beauty syndrome or yeah. something. Um, I can't. Yeah, narcolepsy. I honestly <laughs> just like sort of just drifted off to sleep and sort of just pretended not to move for a <laughs> long time, and then um, I just left in the morning before he woke up. Really? And, like the first train literally at five thirty in the morning. I'm t- that is what you call use and abuse. I'm so that's that's bad. That is bad. That is the art of not giving. And he's a really nice yeah, that guy. Is, that is the art of not giving a sugar. Um, well done. That was my fight or flight instinct as well because I mean I had nowhere to stay. So. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so I looked up a few awkward scenarios, like yeah. socially awkward scenarios, on Reddit. Um. And some of them are just bizarre. So there was this one person that went up to a customer service desk, asked for a map, and then upon receiving it says, thank you, sir, I am very small. I bet they went home like, why did I say that? Hopefully they didn't care, though, if they're going to be like us. Um, I forgot, actually. My, I have a story. My cousin, oh, my God, she was so stupid one time. So she was on holiday. She was quite young, I think maybe nine. She was swimming under the water, happy as can be. And then she saw her dad's legs under the water. So oh, decided I think I know Yeah. <laughs> decided it'd be funny to go and bite his leg. Oh. And so she bit his leg and then <laughs> came up and it was just a man wearing the same swimming shorts as her dad and it wasn't her dad. <laughs> so she was like That's horrifying. Okay. Yeah. I mean I've done that with a hug, not, not Yeah, like, she not a bit bite. his leg oh, under the geez. water. Strange child, I know. 
I want to save my other story for after the next song because okay. it made me laugh. So this next song is called Running Through 3AM by Eris Roves. Funnily enough, this guy supported Grace Carter when I went and saw her. Oh. I had a little chat with him after the show and I was like, I've never heard of you before, to be honest. But now I'm going to add you to my Apple Music. name again? Eris Roves. Eris, how do you spell that? A-E-R-I-S. Oh, sweet. I'll check out. So yeah, this is Running Through 3AM. She's moving along down the high road Run, run She's gonna flow at a tight goes But will she keep up? Take a moment and lie low Undone Senses and the light goes But it will come up Birds eye view look down on flashing lights I check my view but she's afraid of heights Maybe this time I'm just passing by Hello and welcome back to Garden Table Chats with me, Lewis, and Ella, and we are talking about not giving a sugar. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say the word then. Hey, have more trust in me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been sent a couple of socially awkward stories. Yeah. I remember people were talking about not caring, so although you were socially awkward in these situations, I hope you... Have let go. Have let go, and yeah, don't care. So um, I got a message from Kat. She says, when I was in Kenya uh, about a year ago, um, after a banging night out clubbing, I went back to this guy's house and stayed. And she was very drunk. So when she woke up in the morning... Maybe I shouldn't have said her name. (laughs) When she woke up in the morning, she had fully wet the bed. Like, she just in her sleep. I mean, it's happened to everyone, let's not lie. I mean, actually, no, no. it hasn't not, happened to me. No, it hasn't happened to me either. But it's happened to a lot of people. So anyway, she, in the morning, she got up, jumped over him and left whilst he was still asleep. He was my neighbour, so it was an easy escape. But he's never addressed it or asked me. So I'm assuming he thinks he pissed the bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny idea. That's clever, though, because he wouldn't have known. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, exactly. And, um, that makes me feel better about leaving after having narcolepsy. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> just, just have to pretend leave them it's situations. a fall asleep mid-kiss. Mid um, so my friend Megan has said... Um, Stop saying their names. No, no, oh, no. Nah, it's it's all right. Good. Yeah, okay. No, we're letting go of this anyway. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she was with James, um, yeah. who was talking to his friend outside the library. They did a fist pump. No. And then <laughs> when he went to go... When the friend went to give Megan a fist pump... She put out her hand for a handshake, so I just shook his closed fist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say she went to give him a fist bump and he just turned away. Oh, God, that really tickled me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and another one of my friends, Max, his fist bump got aired. Oh, that's so sad. Fist bumps are just... I go to his barbers in Canterbury, and it's a great barbers, but they um, fist pump me, and I, I... I do not like to I think fist, fist bumps should just be banned. They're a cause for anxiety. You never know what to do with them. They're a shock. They are a shock. It's just you don't expect I am not it, cool and then all of a sudden, it um, comes. Do you know? I love this woman, Miriam Mar. How do you pronounce her second name? Miriam Mar. You know who she is. Margolis. Uh, Miriam Margolis. Yes. Miriam Margolis. I absolutely love her for the reason she does not give a damn. She literally went on Graham Norton. She like 
burped and like she was wearing trainers and she doesn't really? care. <laughs> and she tells this story on Graham Norton. Um says when she was much, much younger, it's so like fifty, forty years ago. Yeah. Fifty years six years ago even now. Mm-hmm. And um she was walking home and there was a soldier in the in the tree um touching himself like right. pleasuring himself. Yeah. And she went, You there boy come down here. So he came down. She was, he was, she was like, what are you doing? He was yeah. like, oh, I was, you know, pleasuring yeah. myself. She went, well, if you're going to do it, let me help you. And she just finished him off. <laughs> and she told this on Graham Norton on national TV. What? And I literally, everyone was in shock. And I literally can't believe the story still. <laughs> oh, my is, God. That is the winner. 10 out of 10. Imagine doing that. She gives, she she, gives no sugars. She does not. None. Miriam Mar- Margolis is the woman... Yeah. Is the lady. I, I want to be her. <laughs> on you, When you Google her, it says, like, one of the top results is Miriam Margolis' savage moments on YouTube. <laughs> really? <laughs> She's clearly had a lot. Um, so one of the stories I found on Reddit was this 12-year-old guy. Uh, he'd started seeing a therapist for various reasons. I, I, it wasn't mentioned. Um, but around this time, he'd just started going through puberty. He's just started watching porn. And, you know, masturbating, etc. Oh, can we say the word masturbate too? Yeah. I don't know why I avoided that word so much. It's a natural thing. Yeah, we talked about anatomy last week. So so the therapist asked, so how often do you want to come? So shocked and embarrassed, after a few seconds, he answered, usually once a night before going to sleep. Before realising that she actually just meant, how often do you want to come to the sessions? (laughs) Jesus Christ, where did you, where did you find that? Oh, God. I imagine the embarrassment. Um, but, you know, you get over these things. Yeah, I think he's let it go. I mean, let's hope he's let it go. Um, so, should we talk about more ways to, like, let things go? Okay. Because, obviously, that's kind of the point. Yeah, that's so what we're trying just to embarrassing tell ourselves and all of us. Yeah. Um, so, I think a good way to stop caring about things is allow yourself to be vulnerable. Okay. So, say if you're really worried about a presentation or doing something scary, you're not going to know until you do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if so, a lot of people care about what they look like. Like, if you're scared about going out in your bright neon polka dot jumper, mm. wear that polka dot jumper. Because mm. no one really cares. Because no one cares. No and one also, you're not going to know if anyone cares. Unless you wear it. And even if they do care, well, it reflects them for caring. Yeah. Because they're obviously very sad to care about your pink jumper. Exactly. And also, if they want to talk about it, let them talk. Mm. It means they've got nothing else to talk about. So they might as well talk about you. Mm. Um, yeah. And also, surround yourself with pros at this. So if you surround yourself with people who are self-assured and live life without compromising their values, mm. you know, that's going to rub off on you. So if if you're surrounding yourself with negative people that are so self-conscious and always worrying about other things, then you're going to be like, oh, why am I not worrying about me? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. Whereas you need to just be with people that don't care. I mean, it's easier said than done, but I think it's all something we can work towards. And I guess it's actually good to have this sort of resilience and have this sort Mm. of essence of or you know I care a little bit what people think about me I guess we're yeah. not all born naturals are we no very true very true indeed so you know it gives us something to work on yeah do you have any other advice um one I find is um 
Oh, is it act it, fake it till you make it? Yeah, fake it till you make it. Is um, which I find so helpful in use. situations where I don't feel confident. Yeah. If I don't feel confident, I fake it. I pretend to be confident. I act confident. Yeah. And in the end, you end up convincing yourself and it sort of flows more naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, literally a life-saving tip for I me. I do as well. That um, was literally my, my go-to line when I started uni. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Going I didn't know what I was doing. Just introducing yourself. Yeah. It, was ho- it was so daunting. It was. And, and if you just fake the fact that you're super confident, who's going to know you're not? In the end, you sort of build up resi- a resilience in that sense. Yeah. And you can sort of cope with... I still fake that I'm confident on a daily. Mm. Like, I, I try to walk through the library with, like, a confident swing in my step. And then I just <laughs> feel more confident. Like, if yeah. you walk through the library with, like, hunched shoulders and, like, little... Mm. Little measly steps. Do you know what I mean? You feel less. I would actually. I always do this. That um, your shoulders are really, really important for your um subconscious mind and other yeah. people's perceptions. Your shoulders give so much away. Yeah. Um. So if you feel unconfident ever, which I do, as you do, you just said you did Ella, A really good tip is to literally pull your shoulders back yeah. and stand up straight, and With that your gives your neck and your head held. Yeah. High. Literally physically have your head held high and that's yeah. a really good way of faking so you make it yeah if um, you're listening to this right now drop your shoulders relax your body and feel the confidence seep in yeah you literally like, can people will see confidence and you'll feel confident and exactly you know subconsciously you'll feel it as well because you are what you think and you can trick your subconscious mind into thinking that damn yes. we're onto something here <laughs> i hope you guys are feeling inspired this is a bit different from last week's anatomy show was it last week's anatomy yeah it was. Oh, the week before no yeah um a bit of a change in in style we're being yeah. very inspirational and today. you know we have fifty thousand thoughts a day is that what i said fifty thousand? yeah so we really need to make sure most of those thoughts are like worthy and, and positive and positive because that really affects everything your work yeah, your true. health your True. lifestyle, your you know, it affects so much. Everything. Wow, Everything. I feel like I'm going on like. I feel like I'm having an epiphany right here, right now. This is revelationary. I know. I just start selling the these. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to squeeze one more song in. Okay. Before the end, so honestly, this is a really old song, but I can't stop listening to it at the moment. Like it's constantly on my mind. So this is "Trip" by LMI. So I don't go shooting where your be Cause you take the bullet trying to save me Then I'm left to deal with making you bleed And that's a whole lot of love ain't trying to waste it Like we be running them out and never make it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna taste it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna face it But I think that I'm done tripping, I'm trip tripping I'm been sipping, that's how I can drop this That was Trip by LMI. Wow, such a catchy song. This is why I've been listening to it like every single day. Is it new? No, it's really old. I just rediscovered it the other day and it just made me happy. No, I was jamming to it. Yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, are you going to stop caring? (laughs) I mean, I think I've been mastering at this for a while. Same. I mean, there's still ways I can improve on. I think one of the biggest ones for me is going to the gym. I okay. 
bought a membership in first year and I never went to induction because I really care about that's one of the things I do really care about actually going to the gym and I go, why what do you I care about because at the end of the day everyone's there to improve themselves so you care so, about what people are going to think of you yeah that's so is, silly though it's because no one cares and everyone's there to improve that's what my friend said yeah everyone's like imagine if themselves. everyone that was at the gym had a six pack well there'd be no, no point with that no so uh, but what about you do you have anything that um, you do give a f about yes my appearance Makeup, I would say. Makeup. I can't leave the house without makeup on. And it makes me upset. Mm. Like, I should be able to do that. But I'm just so... Inse- I'm too insecure that I can't do it because I, ca- I care too much. Yeah. I, do- I wish I didn't care, but I do. Because Ella comes in with no makeup, like... And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice. Cause, like, at the end of the day, I don't... Guys don't really notice as much. I know. But obviously, it's a big thing for you. You don't yeah. do it for anyone else. To but... be fair, my girlfriends have said, like, I don't look that different. But it's just p- things personally that I notice. Yeah. Like, you was like... I couldn't understand it at first, why? And he was like, okay, what's something for you? And I was like, oh, well, I don't like going up the house with my hair not done. Exactly. And I wouldn't. I would wear a hat all day. Exactly. I can't wear a hat on my face. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's weird. Another thing... Is that something you plan to work on? Are you just going to be like, I accept it? It's okay to accept the fact you have... We have insecurities, you know. Yeah. It's not something to be like, oh, no one have insecurities. I do wish I cared less. Yeah. So I will work on that. But I don't necessarily think it means that I want to go out with no makeup on because no, I don't. Fine. I don't care about not wearing makeup. I so don't much. care about doing like about. My, well, I do care, but like I, I don't know care, think I need to change it. No, exactly. Um, I guess I do sometimes care about myself in the gym. Like it does make you feel insecure when there are people in there with like insane bods, and you're just like, uh. but then at the same time, it's like that's why I'm here to get that. And they, why would they? they don't care about you no it's not that i care about what they think it's more i care about me like it's more that i'm insecure yeah that's less caring about what other people think i guess but yeah i guess it's no i get what you mean though yeah i guess one of the biggest things i guess me and most people care about is the reflection of yourself on social media oh that's good i didn't even think of that do you know what i mean that's something we think about every day yeah like literally when i post on my main instagram like everyone tailors their lives to look amazing don't they Mm. i don't i don't post pictures of myself crying do i i post pictures very rarely on instagram about what goes on in my life and like what happens to me and my friends because so much goes in my life that's good and bad and Mm. i I feel I don't want to indulge in that. Yeah, and obviously, like people who post it all the time, that's like absolutely fine. I respect that. Like I, I, I like liking all the photos and stuff, but it's yeah. just not something I can. No, I totally get you. Like do some, myself, I, I, I do think sometimes it's weird. Like it is fake. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I guess that's why it's there. My friend Callum has just said something quite interesting. Sometimes people care too much about not caring. Maybe that's what we'll Like, people get worked up by caring about things. Wait, so say it again, sorry? Sometimes, Sometimes people care too much about not caring. Care too much about not caring. So what's that? That's interesting. I can't work So, that like, out. when you're trying to be so free-spirited that you worry about being free-spirited so that you are free-spirited. Oh, so you're, like, trying to always prove a point of being yeah, free-spirited. Yeah, like, I must be carefree do you know what i mean yeah so you care well, about being quite, carefree it'd be, un, it'd be unnatural to not have any yeah like being carefree is meant cares. to come naturally yeah that's a good point so i don't think we could be too hard on ourselves yeah um, do i care too much oh it's all getting to my head i'm overthinking it <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. do you know what i find though i find i make 
I don't know if you did this, but you sort of create scenarios mm. of things that happen. Do you find you do that? Yeah, and all that's, the time. That is actually so bad that we do that and indulge in that. Um, that just creates such a bad and negative mindset. Um, mm. I mean, that's not necessarily caring what people think, but I guess it is because you're creating a scenario and putting yourself in it. Yeah, which true. someone looks at you f- through their perspective. Yeah. Um, I make up so many situations in my head, and I think that's a dangerous game to play over yourself. It is because it can make you either hopeful mm. or scared about you're something. Feeding your subconscious brain. Yeah. Um, Someone else um, has just said, "I think pro- the problem with today's generation is that we don't care enough." And when we do care, it's about stuff we shouldn't, like makeup and clothes. Yeah. Um, so I guess what we don't care about is the things that matter, like the earth dying and stuff. Mm. Well, I do. But do you? I, no, not to the extent I care about what people look at me when I walk down the road. Exactly. Which is quite sad. Yeah. I, I understand what they mean by that. Yeah. If I could put all that, en- if I could put all the energy of my anxieties and into worries into worrying about climate change, into climate change or my my education or yeah or cooking, yeah, <laughs> like I'd be so productive. I know, and we'd be good humans as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe we need to change our thinking yeah. ways <laughs> I guess it's also um, really online. it's like it's good to listen to criticism of an open mind yes I um, agree with that I don't think you can some people do mm. I like to think I don't I like to feel like I, I take on criticism quite well yeah and not everything people say is it should... is hard to take on criticism though depends yeah it depends, depends what, it, what it is I guess if it's really personal, it's like, ah, mm. kind of can hurt. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. Like, when have you been criticised recently? Have you been? Yeah, every day. By you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had a, a phone interview today, and I, I suppose I was actually criticising myself. Um, mm. I was just automatically like, oh, it went awfully. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's actually okay to sort of big yourself up sometimes as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, so maybe you have been overthinking that. Mm. the phone interview he did call me Louis the whole time and I felt too awkward to say anything so that's where you need to not care and then now if I have a face to face interview with him he's going to be like hello Louis oh no see I've already planned it though I'm going to say the sort of phone line cracked up and I couldn't hear him very clearly so mm-hmm. I was like oh I didn't know you called me Louis I'm, I'm Louis okay that's quite a good way around it but maybe I should have but said in future, to say it in the first place I feel like if you'd had this show and then had the radio interview you would have not cared Mm. and being like excuse me mister my name is Lewis and there's nothing wrong with that he's not going to go to bed tonight and be like oh he said his name was Lewis yeah exactly why would he care why? It, now I think of it it's really stupid like, yeah, that would exactly. not affect my interview process at all saying my name's Lewis oh my god you know a similar situation to that that my cousin had the same cousin that bit my uncle like the wrong person on the leg <laughs> so when she was I don't know six or seven she went to France to go skiing with her family. Yeah. And she was put in a French ski school by accident instead of an English one. Oh, I think you told me about this one. Yeah. she When she was younger, she used to really look like a boy. She had really short hair and stuff like that. So she went to the ski school and the guy said, oh, like, what's your name? Um, kind of thing. I think he must have said it in French first, but then realised she was English. And she said Hannah. But somehow he misheard it and thought she said Paul. <laughs> and they called her Paul for an entire week and she was no. too scared to say anything so she responded to Paul oh god I can't imagine like a six year old called Paul what I know someone who um, 
auditioned for a course at a college and um and she auditioned for the complete wrong course <gasps> um because she felt too awkward to say anything and no she got into the course and she's done the course for four two years and she actually really enjoyed it but um so she, she just she what so she still went for the wrong course yeah it was um she was supposed to do just straight acting but she ended up doing musical theater oh my god and she just sort of stayed there awkwardly now that is something big i think i'd have to say that her. is big i would definitely say something no thank you especially for something like musical theater that's like the difference between being an angela angelina Jolie yeah, and like different. a west end yeah Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I feel like we've learned a lot today, though. Yeah, these people. And I hope <laughs> your friend is listening so she doesn't care next time and actually says <laughs> something. Right yeah, she's actually doing gardening at the moment. She wanted to do beauty fair. I'm joking. She's oh not. my God, I thought you were serious. She's actually doing gardening. I was like, <laughs> what? face was like, someone thought our show was a garden talk show. I know. Yeah, you know, our show is called Garden Table Chats because it's based around like random chats that you have around a garden table after a night out kind of thing. When you just talk about random topics, and someone thought our show was about gardening. <laughs> just to clarify, it it's is, not. There's no gardening going on here. No, maybe that could be a topic for conversation. I can't garden. Neither can I. Maybe we should learn. Oh, well, but we don't care what people think about us. So True. We're going to talk about garden whether you like it or not, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> could you talk about gardens for an hour? I don't know anything about gardens. No, I don't. I can't say I do. No. Um, oh, I wonder what we're going to talk about next week. We'll have to we'll have to plan something out. It's if anyone listening has any ideas or wants us to talk about anything, well, you are doing Lent, aren't you? I am doing Lent. Yeah, it's Pancake Day tomorrow. Ash Wednesday starts Wednesday, obviously, because it's a yeah. Wednesday. That means Lent starts for forty days and nights, and I am giving up dairy and meat. So, like half a vegan. Half a vegan, yeah. Okay. I'm staying with fish because fish. I, I need to get protein in me and things. Yeah. Um, and I can't fully commit to being Do you a vegan. eat meat every day, do you? No, I actually can't remember the last time I bought meat. You apart, don't like chicken at the moment? Apart from bacon. No, chicken kind of freaks me out as well. But you eat a lot of dairy. I do eat, I do love cheese and chocolate. And yeah. butter. Bre- is bread's not dairy, no, it's not. No. That's got wheat. But I'm sticking with eggs. Eggs. And fish for now. So you can have scrambled egg on toast with salmon all day, every day. Yeah, that's all I'm going to eat. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just want to help the planet. So guys, if you're listening and you're going to do Lent, do something beneficial. Don't just give up crisps. Because that's what, what should I give up, Bella? Dairy. I've already tried that once. Beef. Beef? Beef. I didn't eat beef Beef is the number one cause of carbon dioxide in the planet. What cows? Yes. What, us eating the beef? Well, because farmers produce more cows, which produce more methane, because they want oh, us to eat them. I get what you mean. Give up beef. I, I don't eat beef Dare often. You. I can. Okay, I will. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> beef, that's fine. I can't afford beef. Oh, mints, actually, no. Yeah, exactly. That's that's oh. beef. Yeah, I guess that was beef. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, um, if you want us to talk about anything, let us know, and we will see you next Monday at 5. Thank you. I'm signing off with Midnight Mischief by Jordan Rakai and it's the Tom Mish remix. So enjoy. Goodbye.